to Creative Reboot, the ultimate podcast for creative souls, small business owners, side hustlers and dream chasers. I'm Carla, brand photographer and visual magic maker for colourful magical weirdos and also a professional multipod. And I'm Sarah, creative copywriter and branding photographer for awesome female business owners and aspiring author. Welcome to this week's episode of Creative Reboot. Um, We are discussing today the very terrifying but also very exciting concept of creativity and fear. It is. It's so frightening. Um, it's, it's one of those that we, we, we put it down when we made the list for this season and then we put it off to almost our last one to record. We literally it feels have, haven't big. we? Yes. <laughs> it feels yeah. huge. Every time we've looked at it, we've um, gone, oh, we can next leave time. it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why Why do we fear it so much, Carla? Well, it's ironic, isn't it, given given that it's about fear. But um, yeah. I mean, I think I think a really good background to give at this point before we dive straight into it is um is that you, if you've read Big, Ma- Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, you will probably recognise a lot recognize, of what we're talking about. Yes. And the reason for that is that both of us have both read the book. And then a couple of years ago, we went to uh, one of her workshops around Big Magic um, with yeah. the lovely Janine, who was on a previous podcast. And it was glorious, wasn't it? It was one of those oh. really, real life changing days. Literally, um, the memories from it are just immense. And yeah, they kind of fabulous. show up. And, and, and when we were talking about this, that was what kept showing up for us. Lots mm. of things. So it's not exclusively about that. But probably there's going to be a heavy big magic. <laughs> a fair bit of it in there, yeah, yeah no doubt. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so what? I don't know. What? Where do we start with fear? Should we talk fears? about what it is? Yeah, yeah. what, what, what yeah. it is? Yeah, what it is. Go on then. Oh God, I think <laughs> put you on the spot. Put Again. me right on the spot. It's that. It, it's that. It's that moment of not knowing what to do, isn't it? Um, or feeling like a... feeling paralysed because because of. A fear that's yes, stopping you. Yeah, and I think for me as well, there's an anticipation, but not in a good way. Mm. It, and I often find actually the fear of doing something that I'm scared of is always worse than doing. Oh, than the actual, the actual thing. Doing. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Always. So there's there's something there in the kind of the the building it up in your head and mm. um, worrying about it and and being scared of it, and then actually you do it, and even if you don't love it, it was never as bad as you think it was going to be. And sometimes and you was, do it, and you're like, no. let's do it again, let's do it again. Exactly. So it, yeah, it's very odd. In fact, actually, you say um, that the amount of times I've actually said to myself whilst sitting there, you know hyperventilating or feeling my heart racing because of this fear and I've actually turned around and said to myself just do it because you know it's not going to be that bad it won't be that bad yeah it never is I don't think it's ever been as I don't why Mm. why do we do you think it's the unknown do you think it's because we don't although I don't know because it is the unknown but then equally I get fear about stuff that I've done hundreds of times before Mm. for fun (laughs) I don't know why it's not fun it's not fun but it feels like fear is having fun dancing on my shoulder it's weird it's a really weird one it is I know for me I know fear was was probably one of the main reasons I ended up um, giving up wedding photography oh really yeah just because I not fear of wedding photography that's that's probably the, the, the I thought you'd just I don't know come to an end with it and found other things you wanted to do more it was it was the it was the stress that I put myself through before every single event that I was photographing, basically. Ooh. Mm. So that makes me wonder for you then, was it because the pressure of it being like a one-off, unrepeatable, 
Yeah. There was only one shot. Is it a one shot thing? Don't want to fuck it up, basically. Yeah. yeah. yeah, I, only, yeah. I only I only ask that because Lou always laughs at me because when, I mean, actually it's better. It, I have been better recently, but when I first started and she laughs at me with love, but it was very useful for her to point it out because I hadn't realised I was doing it. So when I first started in photography, when I was first shooting people, um, before I was taking money for it, actually, but certainly when I started charging, my uh, my immediate reaction when I got home would be like, well... It doesn't matter if they hate it. I can always give them their money back. And Lee was like, why are you starting from giving them their money back? And I was like, well, they, they might not like it. And she was like, but they booked you because they like your work. And I was like, but they still might hate it. I might have fucked it up. Well, this is it. Um, yeah. And, and there was this definite, like, it was a fear. It was definitely a fear thing. But I don't really know where that came from because Touchwood so far, no one has hated my work. Everyone loves it. And that's great. I'm sure at some point I will get someone who hates it. But because one person hates it doesn't mean... I shouldn't be doing it. No, exactly. Um, you know, or if someone gets something they're not expecting or, you know, expectations are mismatched or whatever. So it's I, I'm not quite sure where that fear came from. And as I say, it's much better now. I think experience does knock out that fear a little bit, but it still creeps Makes up on me occasionally. Bit, oh, I, yeah. I, I no longer plan. I no longer plan to refund every client I have, which is helpful for <laughs> my business turnover. This is progress. <laughs> this is progress. <laughs> um, but, but fear, and it comes out of nowhere. Like there's no... It feels very uncontrollable sometimes, doesn't it? Yeah, it yeah. does. It does. And I've, I've certainly had conversations where, um, you know, with, 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 with people close to me where I've said, you know, this is this is how I feel. I worry about not being good enough. I worry about I'm scared of X, Y, Z. And they say, oh, is it something we said? And I'm like, no, no, this has just come out of my own brain. This has got yeah. nothing to do. You've always been nothing but supportive, nothing but my cheerleader. Apparently my brain just has its own, its own little... Well, that on. is really interesting, isn't it? Because actually, wasn't that one of the things that um, Liz Gilbert ta- taught us on that workshop was actually that um, there are parts of your of, of yourself, lots of different parts of yourself, and yes. one of those parts is a is a fear part, isn't it? Like yes. You, and and I, I see. I vaguely remember her something about sitting down at the table and facing. Yes, and, and letting... she does talk about letting it come along for the ride and carrying mm. it with you wherever you go and knowing that it will come. So getting used to working with it rather than yeah. against it or trying to block it out because it's always going to come along. Exactly. Um, which is, it is a good concept. It's harder than it sounds to put into practice, I would say. Yeah, oh, definitely. Um, I think there there are elements to, um, I know with the wedding photography, for me specifically, the fear helped me to do a better job yes i think it can sharpen your and in fact actually i also have a theory that you only feel sick with nerves and fear about something if you really care about it yes or yeah. if possibly if you're being forced to do it but that's a whole different kettle of fish but for me <laughs> the things that i you know i've had jobs that i've done really well in the past but i've, I've managed much bigger events and much bigger things in my job roles than i have yeah. done in my business because my business mm. is naturally smaller because it's just me um, and I feel much, much sicker about my, you know, much, much more terrified about my my individual stuff yeah. than I have done about huge things that I've organised in the past. Because ultimately, it's not that I didn't care. I did care about whether those went well, but there wasn't a little piece of me in them. It was just a job I was doing. Whereas well, that, yeah. everything I do has a little piece of me in it. And so maybe it's there is that that fear of... I don't want to say fear of judgment because most of me wants to say, well, I don't, I don't give a shit what people think. But I think mm. deep down we all do care a little bit about what people think about our creativity specifically. I, I think, think it's that, that personal that is a big level, thing, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Putting just, a piece of yourself thinking, into the world. Thinking about the job that I used to do, you know, I used to face some pretty fearful situations. Yeah, terrifying. And, 
for some reason was still managed to to function in those situations so um probably with a lot less stress than i did say a wedding for example i actually found weddings a lot more stressful than working as paramedic so to be fair the reason i don't shoot weddings is because i find them stressful um (laughs) i love them so I love going to weddings. I love being a guest. I love celebrating my friends' marriages. Um, I do actually quite like being a bridesmaid. Um, but the older I've got, the more bridesmaid duties have involved responsibility. And I do mm. find that stressful. When I was young, I could just like float, float about in a pretty dress and yeah, extra floof petticoats. And that was kind of the extent of being a bridesmaid when you're five. Yeah. Um, the older I've got, the more responsibility. And I, I mean, I'm honoured by the responsibility, but it's incredibly stressful if something goes wrong. And there is that fear all day of like, what if what if um maybe that is fear is fear that what if yeah i think it is definitely you know are we are we torturing ourselves with the well what if this goes wrong and i suppose that's classic anxiety isn't it gran calls it borrowing trouble she doesn't use the word anxiety because she's old (laughs) and she's wonderful and she's wise and um and she i mean she knows what anxiety is but she when i've explained to her how i've been feeling she said but dear you're just borrowing trouble and i'm like that kind of is it it hasn't happened yet it hasn't happened. And fear is worrying happen. about something that probably won't happen. Exactly. Yeah, it's the things that are, that you're formulating in your own mind. But the high pressure stuff, the, the the really high stake stuff like weddings, I think mm. is a really reasonable thing to feel fear about. Yeah, I suppose so. I suppose it is. Although it does make me wonder, do the registrars feel fear about each wedding? Oh. Not we'll because to... that's not a creative job, but that is much more of a job job rather than a you know, making the creative bit of the wedding go. Do you see what I mean? It's a different Unless you're a celebrant, because of... that's much more creative. Celebrants, yes. So, no, no, no. Yeah. I said registrar deliberately because mm. I have a couple of friends who are who are celebrants. But um, I don't know if, if you. I, Be interesting. I Does anyone know a registrar? And perhaps they can yes. ask them. Yes, <laughs> we would love to know. Yes, or is an ex-registrar perhaps? Yeah. Um. Anyway, yes. I think I think it's a. I I can't work out. It is a what if, but I can't work out what the what if is of that. Well, Mashed the English language nicely, didn't it? Well, um, what are, think about some of the fears that that we experience. What sort of what sort of fears do you do you so experience? I am scared of, as you said, cocking it up. Mm. I am scared of doing my very best and it not being good enough. Doing my very best work and it somehow not being good enough for the client. Yeah, I think I am scared on a totally non-client point of view. I think. This is not a fully formed thought because I'm just starting to work this out with the help of a couple of other people. But I think I am nervous that what I create won't live up to what's in my head, mm. in my creative work. And that yeah. that is something that's happened. So when I first had these ideas for these fairy tale photos that I keep banging on about, if I ever actually make them, I will put them. I've started. I have started. Um, <laughs> and I'll link to the first set. But um, if I ever make the full series, I will put them on the podcast. <laughs> However, um, when I first thought about them, I started to make them and I didn't have any preconceptions. I didn't have any fear. I just thought I'd try. But my skills and my kit, my gear and my everything, I just didn't have the I didn't have the right set of everything to come together to make it happen. So what came out of my camera and what came out of my computer and the final print that I produced was nothing like what I had hoped for. So it was really disappointing. Mm. And I think that feeling has then kind of dogged my steps ever since. So now I know that I have those skills and I know. And so the last time I attempted something, it came out better than what was in my head, which was amazing. But that was a big breakthrough because. But then I do think that's part of the process. I think you have to you can't let that fear win. 
exactly yeah don't, yeah because um, when you do that then then you stop doing the and thing, then you stop doing you? it and so, if you stop doing yeah. it you're never going to get better i think mm. the reason that i'm the reason that i'm better now is that i've kept trying until it yes. did match what was in my head yeah um i don't know how you would put that succinctly because that wasn't terribly succinct but there's there's definitely a um a, a fear of not matching up to your own maybe is it a perfectionism is that could perfectionism that could be. sneaking that was in the, there? the thought that crossed my mind then actually when um, you were talking about that it's not necessarily that I give a flying monkeys what anybody else thinks of, of of that work specifically, but I really care what I think, and if it's not quite what I hoped for, it just feels a bit flat. Well, you're kind of making me think about this thing that I picked up. I'm gonna we we will tag this lovely lady. I don't know. I've I've literally googled and she's popped up. Uh, a creative coach called Kartya Hunter. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, but there was something here that I think I read out to you about the difference between creative fear and normal fear. And she mentions that creative fear is, is just as paralyzing as normal fear, but with the added bonus of it being personal. I think it's that personal yes. aspect. It's, it's putting it, that, that makes... little bit of you out into the world. And it's kind of, I was going to say walking around on legs, but most art doesn't walk around on legs, but it's, it's out there. And once it's yeah. out there, it's yeah, it's true. Because, it's because the, whatever thing, the creative it? thing is that we all do writing, photography, you know, painting, whatever it is you do, it comes it's, from us. It comes from us. It's our own personal little thing, isn't it? That's why creativity is so different with everybody. So, yeah. yeah. And I think and I it is that that's personal why element. It's so important that we keep doing it because literally no one else can do exactly. Yeah. What you're, like no one else can create. Even, and we often say, I think, don't we, if, if you gave us both exactly the same equipment and exactly the same scene and stood us in exactly the same place, yeah, we would still capture different it differently. Shots. Yeah. yeah um, or we'd write about it differently depending on which, which skill we're going to use there. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know. That's an interesting, interesting thought. I, I do like that our podcasts, sometimes we're divulging wisdom and sometimes we are learning from ourselves. Along the way, in the process. definitely. Yeah, I quite absolutely. enjoy this. <laughs> um, yeah, interestingly, I think a lot of people fear failure and I don't think I do. As in, I'm really good at being bad at stuff when I start. So when I start a new, because I start loads of new things, I've always been really good at being bad at things. Mm. And I'm not worried about being bad at things because I know that practice makes perfect. And I also know that I'm probably not going to do enough practice to be perfect because I'll move, find something else to move on to. Um, and I know we've had this conversation before, but, you know, I, there have been some things, writing, photography, a couple of other things that I've stayed the course with. But otherwise, I like to dip into lots of things and kind of try everything at a surface level. So I don't worry about failing creatively um i'm unsure what i think about business failure because i think my definitions of business success and failure are different from the standard so i've had mm, businesses that have not been not been financially successful at all but have taught me so much i think they're better than if they'd been brilliantly financially successful because i've learned so much from the process um and so i think that failure is not one of mine but then i have crippling imperfection failure so that kind of makes up for it right <laughs> absolutely whereas um, i'm not too worried about the imperfection side of things these days but yeah. um failure or not doing a good enough job for my clients or, or for any you know in, anyone reading or looking at my work yeah that, that i wonder if the idea of being judged i think for me it's, it's the judgment but also i think one of the things that i think worries not worries me but if if i admit to my fear mm. and if i go and poke my fear a bit don't don't poke dragons but you can poke your fear 
um, if I poke it a little bit, I think it's something to do with again. It's so so. I I, I think I. I don't know. Do you feel your fear is very different around your client work and your personal creative work? Oh, because I really completely. do feel mine is totally different. Yeah, yeah, I agree and with I that. And I think that around the client work, the only fear that's really left is that I won't match their expectations because creative work is so subjective. You yes. can give the most detailed brief in the world, but I have no guarantee that what's going on in your head is the same as what is then exactly. coming out until in my head from the words you're saying it. until yeah. afterwards. And then hopefully, yeah. and so far, touch wood, everyone's gone, oh my God, you you know, you you matched, you, 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 you know, you, you knew what was in my head and you made it and that's brilliant. But I think there's always that fear that that might not happen. Exactly, um, yeah. But it's different with creative work. Would you say the same? Like it's t- just different fears, different things I'm worrying about. Different. I would. Yeah. The, I think with with particularly my business, my my fear is much more centered around what will my clients think about what I've done for them. Yeah. Whereas my creative fears are probably it's more not about the work that I've done, but what people will think of me. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Can we poke mm. that a little bit? Well, I think it comes back to that whole it's a personal thing again. I don't know. That's what it keeps coming back to. For me. Creativity yeah. has always been a very personal thing for me. It's, well, it's the most it personal thing because it's, it's, so. our, it's our way of expressing what's in... In fact, sometimes it's a way of expressing things that we don't have any other way to express. Mm. So I think that's logical in a way that most things we talk about aren't. Yes. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's a funny one. Um, I, I'm trying to work out whether it's good to have... Because I think fear can sharpen your senses and I think it can make you do a better job. Like you said earlier with weddings. Yeah. But I also think there's a fine line between sharpening your senses and making you work, you know, all your snaps is firing and everything is great. I apologise to any scientists listening, but, um, <laughs> you know, everything is great. Versus it's actually just crippling fear and you can't get past you're so worried about not doing a good a good job that you don't work at your best and Mm. and i'm not sure i've experienced both of those but i don't know where the dividing line is no or how to make sure that one doesn't turn into the other yeah i'm 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 digesting that thought we've got ponderous faces on (laughs) Um, well okay i don't know whether we know how to answer that really so maybe we should continue our discussion (laughs) i did we didn't say we had all the answers we said we were going to have we have we ever said we have all the answers really i don't think we ever had no exactly there you go so um okay so yeah so what about talking about then the ways that we've tackled those moments of fear this is good this is good i like this we can do that Um, can't we yeah So right, my... the first thing oh go on carry no, on no 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 go on yours i think yours no, we're gonna say the same thing so go on. Uh, okay yeah my, my first thing that i i've always well not always actually i've probably learned this in more recent years but it was it's a quote that everybody probably knows and it is feel the fear and do it anyway and i that has become a bit of a mantra for me in the last few years especially that moment before when i finished a client project for example and i have my finger poised over the send button shaking and I literally, I do sometimes say to myself, okay, you're afraid, but just, you're going to do this. Come on and just hit the buttons. So. I really like that. Is that, is that just acknowledging that it's there? Acknowledging that it's, yeah. um, so you're not trying to hide from it. You're not putting your head in the sand. You're going, okay, you're here. Yep. But you're not going to stop me. Exactly. But guess what, asshole? I'm going to do this. <laughs> I love the way I looked sideways then as though there was something to talk to. 
Oh, you know, it sits there on my shoulder. It it's a bit like the um, the good and the bad conscience yeah. thing, isn't yeah, it, yeah, really? Definitely. So, yeah. Um, no, I really like that. I like that acknowledgement of... Um, I mean, I think, interestingly, I do almost the opposite oh. in that I acknowledge that it's there and then I put it in a separate part of my mind. I park it badly, but I park it. No, <laughs> I park quite well. I'm a good driver. Um <laughs> I park it and then I just don't consider it again until I've got time to take it out and look at it. So if it is debilitating fear or if it is, I mean, I do this with other things as well. Um, I think the technical term is compartmentalising, but we weren't sure. Mm-hmm. Um, don't want to Google. Don't really want to know. Quite happy with how it works. Um, so if it's something I've done since my uni days. So if something is causing me problems and fear does cause me problems or has historically caused me problems, um, I will kind of take it, look at it, give it a small shake and then park it and then just carry on which is kind of feeling the fear and doing it anyway but yeah. I would say I'm not feeling the fear I would say I am giving the fear a smack on the wrist and closing it up in a box yeah, and yeah. the box has got air holes I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not killing it but I am just putting it you know out of my sight for a bit and um and my, my brain works out of sight out of mind anyway so uh, once it's parked I can then carry on with my day that's and then, actually, when I, then that's later, probably the difference between you and me, where you said there that that key phrase there, out of sight, out of mind. Yes. For me, putting something out of sight can sometimes actually build the fear because I'm not then keeping an eye doing. on it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. If we're talking about it in the in the sense of it being an animal in a box, because you mentioned holes, putting holes yes. in the box. Because yes. actually, another thought that just crossed my mind there is where you said we're not killing it. What if we did kill our fear? Is is there is it possible to live without fear? I, don't think I'd want to because I think my fear also does me a lot of favours. I'm a massively yeah. impulsive person and sometimes yeah. fear stops me from making stupid decisions. This is true, yes. Um, yeah. I will tell you after the podcast about the one that Lou had to talk me out of yesterday. Um, <laughs> literally phoned, like, I'm going to do a thing. I probably shouldn't do the thing. Can you tell me? And she was like, that's such a cool idea, but don't do the thing. <laughs> I love so, it. Sometimes, my, but my fear was the thing that made me phone her and say, "Talk me off the ledge." Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Before well, so I, if you, know, you had commit, to have commit that. large sums of money that I don't have to something that is not, a, you yeah. know. So, um, so sometimes I think my fear is a really good thing, and I think it's really important to acknowledge that your fear is trying to keep you safe in its little reptile brain mm. way. It is trying really hard to keep you within the bounds of what is safe and comfortable, and that's very nice of it. It's yes. not where the joy of and the stretch and the excitement of life happens, but it is that's trying what they really say, hard. Isn't it? Life happens outside the comfort zone. It's trying it? so. to keep you where you're like, you know, snuggled and warm and it, it, it's not I don't think it's malicious it can just yeah. feel very bad what yeah. I would also something that's just occurred to me while I was talking about that is that I'm really inter- intrigued now in the difference between fear and anxiety because I define anxiety as worrying like fear for something that hasn't yet happened and is highly unlikely mm. that's how mine manifests all the stuff that I worry about when I'm having proper anxiety is is not stuff that is in any way likely um it's those what my brain ifs thinks again, it's, it? it's, it's, it's yeah, what yeah. ifs, what ifs, yeah. what ifs. But it's like really detailed what ifs. Yeah. And I find it almost impossible to park that. But normal fear, work related fear, creative related fear, that kind of stuff, I can pick it up and go, uh huh, in the box. And I find that really interesting that those that there's like two di- like depending on yeah what... where does it become where does it turn where from does it fear get a grip yeah when yeah, when exactly. does when does it become yeah it's really whipped. Um, whereas, for example, if instead of I'm trying to think of a good example of both now, but um, on the fear point of view, so say I've rocked up at the studio and I'm shooting a new set for the stock library and I don't really know. I've got like a selection of stuff and I've got a theme. Don't really know what I'm doing. And my brain's going, ha, you shouldn't be doing this. You don't really know what you're doing. And I pick up my brain and I go, just fuck off for a bit and let me get yeah. on with it. And then I just do it and inevitably it comes out fine. 
it might not be the most groundbreaking images in the world, but it comes out more than fine for what I was intending for that particular session. Is and that then a when little I... bit of... Harking uh, uh, back to another episode we've done, creative confidence going on there. Is that a... Is that because of experience, maybe, that you can do that? Possibly, yeah, possibly, because it's much better now that I know how to use my lights. I think the first time I did it, I was like, I literally don't even know how to switch these babies on. This is interesting. <laughs> and Work. also, you've done the thing before, so and you I've done know you before. can do it. However, oh. I think the reason I feel fear in those situations is because they are things for consumption by people who I don't have personal relationships with. Yeah. So comes back my... to that personal thing again then, doesn't it? Then? Yeah, it's that personal thing again. Mm. So my photography clients, I don't worry as much anymore. In fact, I don't worry that much at all anymore because I have, I've developed a process whereby I look into their soul. <laughs> no, um, we, we do a really <laughs> she deep does. dive into their business. She actually does. I do, I pretty much do, <laughs> um, before we shoot, which means that I am fairly confident that we are, we have a good enough relationship that they'll tell me if I'm doing something, that if I'm shooting something they don't want. Um, they've had loads of time to prepare. I've had loads of time to prepare. We've planned everything out to the nth degree. It's it's unlikely we're going to get images they don't like. The stock library, I think the reason I fear that is that I am creating stuff that I like, but not necessarily super creative coming out of my heart. It's just interesting stuff that I think would be useful for business. And then I'm putting mm. it out into the world and any bugger can look at it. Yeah. And and it's terrifying. And I think that's why that fear is a different kind of fear. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I mean that's just one example but I, I do think it's an interesting um, and I would love to be able to park my anxiety but that apparently is a different beast yeah Yeah. but but that's, I don't know where the two the, I that, think there must be a crossover somewhere there's got to be yeah so I'm I'm just kind of mulling that Pondering. one actually and, yeah. and wondering um, what that would be but yeah I don't know I mean I I'm suppose trying... if we had the answers we would be richer than we are <laughs> Just this is entirely possible. But, entirely know. possible. <laughs> but yep. it's good to mull over, I think. And it's good to... And I, I think it is good, actually, sometimes to... I mean, particularly if you're feeling a particular emotion, not just fear, but let's take fear because that's what this podcast episode is about. Look at me staying focused. Um, <laughs> Bravo. I think if you're feeling... Thanks. If you're feeling fear on a regular basis, I think it is helpful to kind of prod it and find out a bit more about why you're feeling it and what you're feeling it about because the more information you have the better you're going to be at dealing with it i think yes I agree you're kind of armed that. with more information to, to to do whatever your coping strategy turns out to be and i mean another one that i use a lot is journaling is writing i take it to my diary and i write it out mm. um and sometimes sometimes that's not overly helpful except it just gets it out of my head yeah. and sometimes after writing for a while um i i'm not quite sure I know some people say, you know, oh, the divine will come through you if you write enough. I'm not sure how I feel about that, but I do sometimes find that I write and write and write and write. And there is a point at which it's not really me writing. I'm just, my hand is just writing. And then I read it back and I'm like, oh, that's really sensible. You're so wise, Carla. Was that Carla? Um, deep in your subconscious it is is absolutely coming from my subconscious or the universe or something but it's it's a really interesting that like we do have some answers in ourselves but sometimes you need a tool to get those out because I guarantee if you said to me in the grip of me feeling terrified so what do you I'd be like I don't know I'm not sure Um, but but actually six pages of handwritten pages of waffle later actually there is a sense of calm and a sense of solution which is really good There's, there's something you just said there as well about that that ter- like that ter- that terrifying feeling and someone like if, if I was to turn around and try to ask you then and that freezing you made of like a freezing motion and it yeah. kind of makes me think of the whole like fight or flight 
um, thing that happens typically with fear, isn't it? It's it's a fear of... Obviously, it goes back to uh, fight or flight or... Or Fight, flight or... Freeze. I think it is freeze. Is it freeze? I can't yeah, remember what I'm it sure is now. Freeze. Yeah, it could well be. Yeah, but uh, it all, it all harks back, doesn't it, to the days of when potentially someone was going to get eaten by something. So, yes. um, there's there's something about. I wonder if. I wonder if some of it is actually beyond just what we what we it's out of our control will yeah yeah yeah, i think so i think so i mean i think it's really interesting in that one of the things that's now as you're saying that is making me think well maybe it's a good idea to sometimes practice being scared so it's not it's not a bad thing to to feel scared to feel fear Mm. because then when you need to deal with it you'll have some practice yeah um and i think that, that's probably the case in, in lots of things. I think that's the reason that, you know, the military train in certain ways and lifeguards train in certain ways and probably paramedics train in certain ways. So yep. that when you're faced with a situation, you have like muscle memory and you automatically do the thing. It's that preparing is the important for thing every eventuality, isn't it? I know with the um, ambulance service, it was always a, you don't just have a, a plan A, you have a, a plan A, a plan B, a plan C, you know. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and um, I mean, the, the, the particular incident that comes to mind for me, um, which is when I realised that freeze was a thing, is um a long time ago uh there were chickens and there was a puppy and uh the puppy ran across and we thought it had a ball in its mouth and it turned out it was a chicken and uh i thought at that point i was quite good in the countryside and i thought i would be able to extract chicken from puppy and instead i just sat there and went oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god and just stood in the same place i was completely useless and it was my mum that went out and separated chicken from puppy and dealt with the poor chicken. And it was it was the weird that that was a really garbled explanation. It's very clear in my head. Can I ask the question? Did the chi- did the chicken make it? No, oh. but mum, calm as anything, having grown up on a farm, the chicken was definitely past it. Yeah, rang the chicken's net to put it out of his misery. I couldn't have done that. I thought I would do that, and it turns out I cannot do that. So it was a valuable learning experience for me that when there is a crisis involving animals, I need somebody else. Oh, animals like, is hard. It's not it's something hard. I'm going to be able to do. But that was, I mean, I was, oh, I don't know, 19 or so. I wasn't very old. Um, and it's been a useful, um, it sounds stupid, but that was a good practice for when there is a proper crisis, what do you do? Because now I know what I do, so now I have like some knowledge to help i'm not explaining myself very well i think knowing you said earlier can you kill fear and i think that practicing fear in all kinds of situations which is why i use that not a creative example i think having having exposure to fear mm. helps to lessen its impact so yeah, fear so in all kinds deal with it. yeah yes. and so i don't just because i think creative fear and um you know fear when there's an actual crisis and fear when someone you love is unwell and fear i mean there are endless different types of fear aren't there mm. and the different things that we're scared of i think is different for each person yes. in each um, yeah, yeah. individual in each each individual event so without listing all of those things i think fear is clearly the common thing and so i think we should almost embrace feeling fear so that when we do need it to push off we know what it feels like and we can address those feelings yeah so like almost like recognizing when the fear is yeah, happening so I that think you, so. yeah i um, get it that, that yeah. was a thought that kind of happened along the way so <laughs> but, <laughs> but i do I, I think it's it's important to the more i think about it actually the more i think that learning from your previous experiences with fear and and maybe making a decision maybe you know i know that liz gilbert talks about not letting it have the driving seat under any circumstances it could come along for the ride but it can't have the driving seat 
maybe part of that is also making a proactive decision of right next time i feel fear about my creativity i am going to mm. insert the thing however I'm you do end there. the sentence yeah exactly um, yeah and you might not do it the first time you might not do it the 10th time but eventually if you practice you might be able to do the thing you want to do with your fear yeah whether that is squash it park it write about it bring it along i don't know it, again that's going to be very personal isn't it, it does just become that recognition of it though doesn't it really recognizing yeah. what yeah. a what what the fears are you know what are the things yes. that, that cause you fear and b what you can do to not necessarily get rid of them but to to deal with it i suppose is yeah i think yeah i think maybe recognizing and knowing your reactions yeah. that, that's where i was going with the random anecdote there was a point see i promise there was a point um <laughs> actually but, i mean you say about knowing yeah. your reactions you know I, I go back again very uncreative example but the first time i ever faced you know some certain calls as a paramedic i did not know how i was going to react until i was faced yeah. with those situations yeah. you know so but i think the more you have been faced with those situations the more again that then maybe ties into creative confidence mm. from the creativity side i know that this is fit i was just about to say creativity there is literally no hope creativity creativity and fear <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long week it's only when, tuesday it's we've been not said week. it hashtag can't words for shit hashtag can't words for shit also it's not tuesday it's monday doing well carla anyway um i yes i think um and actually i think it's so i was just thinking like why while you were talking just then, I was thinking, why did I bring that? That was a really uncreative example. And we're supposed to be talking about creativity. But I think fear is universal. I think the way that we feel, the physical feelings of fear mm. are universal, regardless of what you're scared of, whether it is the dinosaur that's trying to eat you. Yes. Or whether it's I'm putting my, um, you know, my latest painting out into the world. Yeah. Or I, I can't even think of another example. But, you know, almost anything. I'm going to ask out the guy that I like. You know, all of those fear. Mm. They're different types of fear. But they feel the same, the physical yes. feeling. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, um, there's a thing you said to me before we started recording. Was this about how you can turn fear into... Oh, yeah. Um, it, was it excitement, I think you mentioned? Because Apparently, the, the, the feelings are very closely I mean, related. I am not a an expert on any of these things. I'm not a neurological expert. I am not a fear expert. But apparently, and it's true, actually, if you think about it, the physical feelings that you feel when you're excited are the same as the physical feelings that you fear that you feel when you're fearful. Oh my God, that was hard to say. (laughs) Fear and excitement are the same physically. Yes. There you go. Um, Except for your expressions. Your Mm. facial expressions are different. One is positive and the other one is positive. One is negative. And there is a theory, although I don't know very much about it. I'm after research it a bit more before the um, show notes and I'll link to it if I can find something. Um, The theory is that if you're feeling one, you can turn it into the other by, by thinking about it and changing your, um, your perspective, your viewpoint. Yeah. Um, and I said to Sarah just before the um, <laughs> just before the podcast, I have successfully turned excitement into fear, but I have not yet successfully turned fear into excitement. And How did sure you turn to excitement into fear, Carla? Honestly. Oh, the first time I took my boat out, I was the most excited person. I bounced my way over. And then uh, the woman, at this, it was, I did it at a boating lake to try and be as safe as possible. And, um, and I was going to launch it myself and do it kind of carefully and slowly. And then the lovely manager of the lake came over and she was like, oh, if you get in, I'll just push you off from here. And it was this really steep. Um, and so all my excitement just went, oh, crap. 
um, and it was wonderful. It was once I was in, it was absolutely brilliant, but it was just that tiny little, oh my God, I'm actually doing this. And it was quite steep and it wasn't what I planned. And, and the, the, the two emotions melded yeah. and kind of flipped and then flipped back again. Once I was floating and realized I hadn't drowned, yeah. um, then that flipped. So it is, I, actually it's true, but I, I have not consciously managed to turn fear into excitement. It kind of did it on its own. I think we would definitely have to try and find out how to do that. Cause I think that yeah, would be really, give it uh, a go. Yes. Um, I wonder if it's as simple as smiling. No, it can't be, can it? Or just sort of recognizing, yeah, that it's fear and hey, let's let's see, let's find a, a thing I can be excited about in all yeah. of this. I think so much of this. I mean, I think I'm I'm going to be brave and say that one of the one of the key ways of dealing with fear comes back to that recognition mm. is having enough self awareness to know that you're feeling fear. Yes. Rather than thinking you're not good enough, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, 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 I agree with that. Because I think mm. there's a self-belief, there's, there's a there's a belief that you are not good enough. You are, It's what fear is telling you versus yes. knowing that fear is telling you yeah. the thing. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? It does, yeah. It's um, almost like you're, you're listening to it, but you're... It's like you're having a conversation with it as opposed to... Yes, as opposed to just taking letting what it, it says take as over. truth. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes, absolutely. Mm. Which I suppose is the difference between travelling with it and letting it take the driving seat, which is, yeah. is Liz Gilbert's analogy, not mine. Um, you, We were talking about writing, writing yes. and how that helps, weren't we? And I feel like you're probably more of an expert on that than I am. Well, um, I, I don't know. I think you covered things quite well there. Because you, you, I know one of the things you've listed down here is morning pages, which I am not an expert <sighs> in at all love morning pages actually that's a really interesting point to bring up because now you say that i think i have been calmer more confident and less fearful since i have made morning pages a daily habit in Ah, the morning so i have always written nearly daily but it is only in the last two to three years that i have um made it a habit in the morning i am not a morning person so Mm -hmm. i mean for for clarity my morning is often i get up i have a cup of tea i do my morning pages at like 11 30 um but that's because i go to bed late so it's fine it's my morning um but the key thing is first thing before and the the thing i found very and actually i think is super relevant to this actually now you say it i think the thing that i would kind of hang my morning pages on is that in order to help deal with fear, they have to be done before you do anything else. So you can, yeah. okay, disclaimer, you can feed your animals, make a cup of tea, that's okay, because you're not you're not going to do this well if your cats are walking oh all over God, you, shouting no. at you. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in terms of not consuming anything else, so do yes. not pick up a book, do not pick up your phone, you need to do them. And I, I sound really preachy, and I don't do it, like, you know, I don't obviously do that every single day in that way, but I do try to make sure that Morning Pages is the first thing that I do that is media related mm. of a day because that way any of my kind of lingering worries that have come out in my dreams any things that were lurking from the previous day and any worries that I have about the upcoming day have space to come out before they're influenced by anything else or driven out by other things yeah and that actually makes a lot of sense I do to me, think definitely. that's really important actually I hadn't really thought about it in those terms before but I do think that's really important and I think that's why they've made such a difference to me being in the morning when I was adamant that as long as you wrote it didn't matter when and to some extent I think if you're determined to write every day it doesn't really matter when but I think if you're looking for that kind of brain dump effect then the morning seems to be so the you're best. not being influenced by things that you're you're immediately seeing yeah. first do you know I think that's it's one of the things that I really want to want to start doing i think that would make a a big difference to to how i how i am in my business and how i am with actually even my my personal writing as well because you know that's 
I do find it tends to take the dross out as well. So yeah. from a, it just, it just pulls out all the random crap. Oh yeah, like the random ramblings, I did this and I put yeah. this pair of socks on and completely, I ate this for completely. my dinner. Completely, just and... like this is not. And I'm wearing odd socks today. That's nice, Carla. Get to the get to the good stuff. <laughs> but it is really helpful to pull that crap it. out before you start your day. Yeah. Um, and I think it does help because actually, what often comes out for me if I'm slightly nervous about something that's coming up, or um, I mean, we're going through some health stuff at the moment and. Um, I think the reason I'm so calm about it is because I have somewhere every day to deal with the fear that comes up and any new fears and any Mm. old bits and then put the old stuff to bed when it's taken away and then it's really interesting to me how that's kind of happened Um, so yeah I would say that writing we also when we were talking about this you said that we wrote and I can't find my notebook oh yes I was going to mention this actually yeah Yeah. there was there were two lovely exercises that um Elizabeth Gilbert got us to do at this workshop and I thought it was worth mentioning because actually I know I effective it was very effective I promised myself I would do it again and I have failed miserably at that but um the first thing she got it was actually the very first letter she got us to write wasn't it um during the, the it, workshop yeah, itself it was. and it was the first thing was to write a letter from your fear so I think she I vaguely remember her saying something about um picturing yourself sitting at the table facing fear and writing the letter as if you were fear itself does that make sense yes 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 yeah the yeah two, yeah like the two perspectives yes, yes. and she gave us a, a an opening line didn't she which was I am your fear and this is what I want to tell you and then she just let us go and start writing about our fears. And I actually remember finding that quite um, upsetting, I think. I think I got a little Ooh. bit emotional about it just because mm. I hadn't I hadn't realised the things that I feared at that point. Obviously, you know, this is a few years ago now. So when I've read back through it quickly, there's some of these things don't aren't don't feel relevant anymore. But um yeah, I think it's... A, but again, it comes but back the emotion, to the recognition the emotion, of it, isn't it? Yeah, and the emotion is still relevant, even if the things oh, God, yeah, absolutely. have changed, if you yeah, see yeah. what I mean. Yeah, mm. yeah, definitely. No, I think... I mean, I, I actually found, if I remember rightly, and I'm really annoyed that I can't find my notebook because I can picture the notebook I wrote it. I just don't know ah. how to put it. Um, and I'm interested to see what in... 20, was it 2016 we went? Was it 2016? It was probably around I think it was that 2016. time, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see what I was fearful about then and whether that is the same now. I suspect it isn't. Um, because that was well before. It was just when I just started the, um, to be to to charge for shoots and be professional, but before I left my job. So I think there would have been some some creative related fears in there. Mm. Um, but I do remember finding it incredibly difficult to understand what fear was doing for me, like why fear was being such a massive twat weasel. Um, <laughs> and I think in the years. Be- between then and now i have come to understand that it really is trying to keep me safe yes and that helps me not to get too angry with it because actually anger on top of fear is not particularly useful to creativity is it no good god no definitely i I really like that (laughs) idea of thinking of it as a that it is trying it's there to try and protect you i like that it makes it easier to to recognize it and say okay yep i I hear your fears now i want you to sit down and i'm gonna do this you know, yeah. because I know yeah. it's it's okay kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there was, um, I was going to mention the other letter as well that she got us to write later oh. on in the workshop oh. where she said, you write a letter from divinity to fear. Um, oh, yes. Yes. And I think the, the way she said that you, you start this is, I am your divinity and this is what I'm here to tell you. It's all going to be all right. And then carrying on from there. So actually 
responding to those fears, really, the fears that you'd already put in the first letter and then responding your, directly yeah, to yeah. those. Yeah, so yeah. actually, again, that, like what you said there, it's recognising that, yes, your fear is trying to protect you, but you're yeah. telling your fear now, this is this is why it's going to be okay. So, yeah. yeah, I really liked those exercises. I mean, I think, to be fair, I think she nailed it in that when she said, and we'll put the full quote in, unless you've got it to hand, we'll put the I full do. quote in the... Um, oh, do you want to... Should we, should do you want we me to do that? Pop that in, yeah. Um, I think this just, for me, nails how we should be dealing with fear and how, how fear should... It's not that we can't have fear, but I think mm. this is this is how fear should come along with us. Dearest fear, creativity and I are about to go on a road trip together. I understand you'll be joining us because you always do. I acknowledge that you believe you have an important job to do in my life and that you take your job seriously. Apparently, your job is to induce complete panic whenever I'm about to do anything interesting. And may I say, you are superb at your job. So by all means, keep doing your job if you feel you must. But I will also be doing my job on this road trip, which is to work hard and stay focused. And creativity will be doing its job, which is to remain stimulating and inspiring. There's plenty of room in this vehicle for all of us, so make yourself at home. But understand this, creativity and I are the only ones who will be making any decisions along the way. I recognise and respect that you are part of this family and so I will never exclude you from our activities. But still, your suggestions will never be followed. You're allowed to have a seat and you're allowed to have a voice, but you are not allowed to have a vote. You're not allowed to touch the roadmaps. You're not allowed to suggest detours. You're not allowed to fiddle with the temperature. Dude, you're not even allowed to touch the radio. But above all else, my dear old familiar friend, you are absolutely forbidden to drive. And that, I love that. I've had goosebumps again just listening to that because yeah. that really does sum it up for me. That um, you know, we we we're, we're not going to kill fear. We shouldn't kill fear. That that shouldn't be our aim. Yeah. But we should make sure that we are not allowing it to dry. And that's a should that I'm happy to have. Actually, normally I'm yes. quite against shoulds, but I'm okay yeah, with that one. I agree, definitely. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> That's probably a note to finish it on, do you I think? I think it probably is, definitely. Um, we yeah. both just did a good sigh of like, oh, I feel better now. cleansed. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it uh, does. It, for me, it definitely does come back to it, it, accepting the fact that it is going to be there. Um, yeah, to I answer my say, own question about yeah. killing it, I, I think... I think it's good to keep it around. It definitely is a good yeah. thing to keep it around. Go on. Yeah, I was going to say, and I think it gives you. It gives <laughs> the the more you have it, the more practice you get at then not caring about what people will think and not caring mm. about you know to, to to practice your resilience. I think fear and resilience yes. go hand in hand. Yeah, um, I agree. So that's that's the thing. I feel like we could talk about this some more. Maybe, maybe we'll do another. We'll find another angle on it for another episode. Yeah, totally, definitely. I love it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening, guys. As always, we would love to hear what you think. I would love to know if any of you have also... In fact, what I'd really love to know is if any of you were also at Big Magic on the same day as us, because oh, that God. would make me happy. That would be incredible. Yeah. There must be. Must um, be I think I think it was only a two-day thing, so if, if mm. someone else has been, then there's a good chance we were in the same room on the same day, and that just does make me happy. So. Yes, definitely. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. We'd love for you to rate us, review us and subscribe on your favourite podcast app. Five stars, please. Where can people find us online, Carla? We are on Facebook and Instagram at Creative Reboot Co. And we also have a Facebook group, which we'd love you to join to come and talk to us about the episodes. Just search for Creative Reboot Group. 
And you can also go to our website, creativereboot.co, where you can subscribe to our mailing list and get in touch with us if you fancy being a guest or have topics that you want us to chat about. We'll look forward to seeing you there.